It's showtime. Showtime. Welcome to the party, pal. Welcome to this week's episode of the Sultans of Smoke Cigar Cast. As always, make sure you guys are getting over and checking out our sponsor. Cigar Noise Weekly. 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 And let's dive into this week's episode. Welcome to the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Drew? Mo? Yo. Moo Cow Rich. Bring in the bull. Danny's back. What up? Well, his voice got high. <laughs> yeah. Yep. That's from moving to Florida. <laughs> How is Florida, Danny? Uh, when it's not raining, which it's been a while, uh, fucking fantastic. Uh, this uh, kind of semi-retirement that I'm on is amazing. So. But uh, you're great. calling it retirement? Yeah, why not? I'm not working. There There's money go. in the bank. There's money in the bank. I heard a uh, heard a rumor this week. So I heard uh, Cal got a new job. That's true. That he might be moving to Texas. That's not true. That part's not true. (laughs) Half true, half not true. (laughs) Not moving anywhere. Okay, so you didn't get that job. I, I didn't apply for it, and I don't think they'd want me to. <laughs> yeah, not. Too pasty for Texas heat. <laughs> All right. Well, congrats on the new job. Thanks, man. So, you so know. what's what's re- what's retirement like? What are you doing? Uh, I wake up. I get to make the kids breakfast. Getting ready for get them ready for school. Today was the first day we actually took them to school because virtual learning is the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. Yep. And uh, so it just wasn't working. Like I have a kindergarten, which is a big deal, a big thing. And it's like she was getting a break like every 30 minutes. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, I can't get stuff done because one kid's on. Anyway, so uh, I do that. I come back. I make. Myself and my wife some breakfast. I get on my phone, calling, just doing different things on the phone, calling people. Uh, and that's it. I mean, look, I'm still, you know, there's still social distancing and shit, so I'm not doing that. So I'm in the pool all the time. I'm grilling. I'm not that fun. One, one is having fun. I, he has a I, personality. Yeah, 100%. Damn. <laughs> I mean, one of those podcasts. <laughs> yeah, I, At I, least Danny has a life. Yeah, for sure. Compared to you, you mean. We're talking well, about that's, you not, that's not saying much. <laughs> right. right. What, one of the calls I made was to Mo. It's like, hey, uh, can you talk? He's like, yes, please call me. Oh, my God. Jesus, I'm bored. I'm like, wow, you're... <laughs> You're really not doing anything. <laughs> no, but, uh, yeah, that's it. Sweet. So you just got off the phone with Mo before doing the podcast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are cute. 
thanks for noticing. <laughs> um, so let's let's start with the most time sensitive topic. Uh, our buddy Yogi nineteen sixty six wants to know how was week one of football for everyone. I know Mo loves it when we talk about football. Well, I uh, the Bears won, but they're still going to suck this year. So I'm not really. I'm actually more right now paying attention to baseball, to be honest. So football can wait. Yeah, because your basketball sucks too, right? No, who knows when that's coming? Well, they haven't even finished last season yet. <laughs> no, but they're in the middle. They're in the playoffs. Yeah, but they're talking. They're not going to start the next season until sometime uh, in like March. No, no, I know. I'm saying that you can't watch basketball because your team didn't mm-hmm. make it. Shots fired, but it's okay. I mean, they're yeah. almost all out by now, right? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Danny's getting tough. <laughs> 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 so my football team is the, the opposite of what happened to Mo. My team lost, but they will be much. They will be great. They will be much better. They just they didn't have a lot of practice time, and then they played one of the best teams in the league game week one uh, on the road. So, uh, but I know that the question was directed to me a little bit, just because now we have the greatest quarterback of all time on our team. Fuck that question. But Wait, hold up, hold up. Aaron Rodgers moved down there? <laughs> no. No, we call him Aaron, only two Super Bowls, Rodgers, uh, where we have Tom, five Super Bowl winning. I thought no, he six. Had six. Six. Yeah. Six. Sorry. And uh, anyway, uh, <clears throat> I think, he, you know, he did a decent g- game. He threw two, he ran one in. Um, but it was just, you know, New Orleans is still New Orleans and we played them at, at their place and, you know, they didn't get, they didn't get a lot of practice time together like most. So it's a whole new organization, but they'll figure it out. Bunch of excuses. Sounds like. Yeah. I'm sure everybody's just really hoping that Tom Brady gets his shit together so he can win another one. Well, the NFL is for sure. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) Spot on. I wonder, I always wonder, like, was the NFL, were they pissed that he went to, like, a smaller market? And that's nothing against Tampa, but, I mean, can you imagine, like, Tom Brady in New York or L.A.? I mean, that would be huge for the league. No, I think they're happy that he went to a team that had the potential to take it to the next level, right? Like I've said before, Tampa was the third highest scoring team in the league last year. Right. I mean, we have all the, we have the receivers, we have the running back, we have the tight end already, and now we have you know now they added Gronk, which Gronk didn't do shit this week, but um, you know the the Bucks are were on the cusp, you know, of they only went seven and nine last year, but I would say like seven of those nine losses were single digit losses, so it's like you know, and they, and they were playing, they had to play the Saints twice, they had to play Falcons twice, right. which are both tough teams so you know if he goes to a new york giants they're, they're not gonna you know that team is still a couple of years away I sure i get that yeah good point he only got he only has a couple of years left right right um but yeah all right <laughs> all right 
Okay. Drew, Drew, what's your team? <laughs> uh, what's football? Uh, you're one of those guys. <laughs> yeah. I knew there was a reason I couldn't remember. I was like, they've talked about football, but I don't remember who Drew likes because it's nobody. Yeah. People, Dallas. teams. You're Dallas right. Be your closest team, right? Spot on. Dallas. But uh, no, I don't have a team. Don't, oh, careful. You can go to careful. Don't care much for football. Mm. Couldn't tell you the last time I watched a game. But that said, I'm one and zero now. I won my fantasy football week, so. No, thank God. It's great for that. Yeah. Well, gentlemen. Fucking uh, Speaking of something near and dear Drew's heart, even though football isn't, uh, the Daniel Marshall Carlos Fuente whatever cigar that's been eagerly awaited for. Yeah, uh, will be shipping to the following retail retailers in the United States of America: Corona Cigar Company, of course, Sir Louis Cigars, oh wow, Redbeard Cigar Company. Now Redbeard also does Luxury Cigar Club, mm-hmm. um, and Lord Puffer. Oh wow! Oh, of course, Angela, the yeah. Angela Yu connection. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So, that's interesting, Drew. Uh, because I really like you, there, I may be able to make something happen for you. <laughs> hey, I got, I got a Corona, I got a Corona right up the street. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah. Well, then he's probably actually. <laughs> uh, what's uh, what's one running? Uh, I don't know. Are they two hundred bucks. They're what? Are they two hundred? A piece? Yeah. No. Um, they are. Special deal for you, Drew. I really th- for 200. I really think they are. No, I, I don't actually don't think he's joking. Um, That's doesn't... the one, Danny. I I talked to Danny Marshall, and they're like, "Yeah, we can get you a box for." I don't know what it. It's a box of ten. There's and... nine. There's nine cigars. Okay, nine. And it's ranging from fifteen hundred to two thousand dollars, depending yeah. on where you're buying it. There you go. That's what I thought. What the fuck is nine cigars? And I like Daniel Marshall, and I love Fuente. What is nine? What is that? I don't know. It's because each humidor contains one of this, seven of this, and one of that. Hmm. So. Put down Drew. Put Drew down for two bucks. Yeah. Oh, easily. Two. So I can hand them out to none of my friends. (laughs) (laughs) Are they good enough to get in the gates of the gated community? I'm going to have to move to a gated community just to keep this going. That's true. (laughs) To keep what going? And keep all the fans out. Maybe someday. Maybe someday. Who's got feedback going? Or is that crickets? Somebody got a cricket. Oof. I don't know. Oh, Not me. do I? Jesus, is it me? I have my song noise cancellation on. Oh, that's what it is. There it went. She's gone. Fucking crickets. Fucking crickets. I think it, I think it was Danny. His noise canceling wasn't canceling. 
cancels for the ears, just maybe not the microphone. Yeah, it, it cancels for me, <laughs> not for you. All right. All right, so, so here's a question. Uh, the last time we podcasted, I think Mo gave the Sultan's curse to Tesla for bringing them up, and they, they tanked. So, Mo, I got to ask, what's the next stock you'd like to give the Sultan's curse to? That's pretty good. Um, man, uh, Lululemon, but that thing's got like nine lives. Um, <laughs> really, a lot of, well, I know a lot of people have been watching uh, Nikola or whatever the fuck that is, that electric vehicle company that just, so GM just bought like an 11% stake in it. Yep. Tesla's it's, first name. Right, yeah. exactly. Um, but basically, they've never put out a product and don't have any revenue. <laughs> but yet, they have like a $11 billion market cap somehow. Um, and so there was a big research firm that came out with a letter, basically, or yeah, a, a write-up detailing why they're a fraud. They've since hired Kirkland and Ellis to be their legal representatives, and the SEC is launching an investigation into them. So if you are a holder of Nikola stock, you may want to keep an eye on that. Although he doesn't bother me as much as Tesla. I think Tesla is one of the greatest frauds of our generation. Oh. Okay. Sounds good. Wow. See, I actually bought Nikola Tesla uh, Nikola stock before it would before they merged and changed the company name to Nikola. I think it was called like Victus IQ or something like that, or Vic yeah, something yeah, yeah, shit. Yeah. I bought right. it at eighteen at eighteen dollars a share, uh-huh. and then it I held it for a little bit and it shot up to like ninety three dollars a share. Like on a Friday afternoon, I missed it and I wasn't able to like sell right away because I was like fuck it, ninety something dollars. I'm I'm out of this shit, and. Uh, and then, like, Monday came, and it just tanked. And not tanked, but it dropped down to $50, a share. Now, in hindsight, I still should have sold. But I ended up selling at, like, $45 a share. So I made some money there. Uh, but, it's yeah, it's, it keeps fluctuating from $30 a share to $42 a share. I thought the announcement of GM would have, was going to help it, but I guess not. Um, but uh, They're and, well known that, for their, their fiscal choices. Right, exactly. Yeah, we'll get bailed out again. But... Uh, I think that uh, I I don't know. I mean, it, an SEC investigation. I mean, every company that you know that's big or whatever at some point experiences an SEC investigation. But you know, obviously, this is kind of most world. So I believe. <laughs> usually, they have a product or products or an actual business model before that happens. Um, well, they have a they have a Facebook ad, which is pretty cool. Yeah, no, they do. They have great drawings. <laughs> whoever they're like, whoever their CAD is, or like their CAD designer, whatever you call that guy that designs stuff on computers, that guy's fucking amazing. I mean, he makes those trucks. Yeah. So they just came out and said um, they had this video of their truck being driven. So today, as part of their coming clean, they actually admitted that the truck was not actually driving itself, but was being pushed. Nice. I mean, <laughs> think about that for a fucking second, dude. So, anyway, this is an age where, and I've said this actually probably for like the last decade, and people always roll their eyes at me and think I'm an idiot, but that's fine. We are living in a time where fraud 
and bullshit and whatever you want to call it, form or, you know, the loudest fuck in the room gets all the attention. We're living in an age where that stuff is just like, sorry, that's sirens. Um, but we're living in an age where that stuff is rewarded. So it doesn't surprise me at all that these things are happening. I mean, if somebody tells me, oh, Apple stock is up 50% this year. Okay, well, I get that. You know, I mean, or Zoom stock is at $400. I mean, it's still overvalued, but I can understand why Zoom has taken off. I mean, there's a, it's revolutionized the way we've done COVID, right? when you're talking about fraudulent companies that don't have a basis for anything, I mean, we're buying names, you know, instead of substance. And that usually blows up in people's faces. Just a matter of time. I don't know. It's interesting right now that you say that, because I feel like almost everybody would say, yes, we're being fed bullshit in all kinds of interesting ways. And then they mm -hmm. would point out how it's other people's bullshit and not their own bullshit. But we all point at each other's bullshit. Well, let me put it to you this way. Tesla has a bigger market capitalization than Ford. Does that sound right to you? They I mean, sold 100,000 cars last year. Yeah, but they're also doing... Uh, what? Well, Space they, travel? They have, no, they do That's a different company. They got the okay, battery packs. They got the battery oh. packs for the houses. Yeah, you know uh, how they made all their income last year, or not that last year, last quarter. Government carbon credits. That's See, that's just smart business, right? Yeah, it's really sustainable. Milk that shit. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody's yeah. gonna, might as well that, be you, that's right? Like, that's like being a cigar company and saying, "Man, I I sold like a, a thousand cigars last month, but dude, I sold fucking twenty thousand ashtrays." Yeah, you're an asteroid company. <laughs> yeah, you're an asteroid company. I mean, what, you know what I mean? <laughs> so, I mean, but, you know. But at, the same, at the same time, if I'm an investor of that company, mm -hmm. and, and they still figured out, hey, we, we're still profitable, fuck it, that guy's doing the right thing. But that's right, not like, really profitable. It's well, not, I mean, there's, did nothing, I make money? There, there's nothing recurring about, I mean, what happens if the government takes away those carbon credits? Then what? Which can happen at any time. You just right. need people smart enough to find the next thing. Right. Okay. And this is why just, the stock price is where it is. Yeah, well, no doubt. But they also got <laughs> they also got they also got all the supposed again, I don't work there, so I don't know. But they got all these supposed pre orders for all these semi trucks. Are you talking about Nikola now or are you talking about Tesla? No, no. No, Tesla uh, oh, yeah. They started selling these these electric semi trucks like two years ago or something. All right, and then and yeah, then also right. they got their their ugly ass truck. I, dude, could you imagine just being like, let's say, hey, yo, I'm I'm sold out of patina for the next two years. That, you know, the tobacco for my cigars hasn't even grown yet, and it's already sold. That'd yeah, but but if I'm taking three or four years to deliver on that promise, what is that? As long as you're upfront about it, bro, they're not. He was supposed oh. to release cars, a few different cars, like two years ago, that people are still on a wait list for. I forgot what model it is, but it just never happened. That's fucking nuts. <laughs> Who gets away with that? <laughs> and people I'm are 
like, oh, it's the greatest shit. What? Because you know why? It's cool to like Tesla. It's cool, man. Tesla's the shit, bro. That's the only reason. They're going to fucking revolutionize everything. And then Have Cadillac you ever driven one of those cars? No. But then Cadillac comes along and actually comes out, with a badass, comes out with a badass electric vehicle that actually is going to be on the road. And people are like, uh. Well, because Cadillac had an electric or a hybrid, like electric, mm-hmm. uh, like coupe. And it right. was it was it was underwhelming. It was like, okay, thanks. You know, it's like, right. you know, thanks for the Escalade, which is dope. You know, they have some other ones that are like, you know, all these things, but it's just they're it, Cadillac, although as as performance driven as they are now, you know, is still kind of shaking. They're still trying to shake off the stigma of being grandpa's car. With that said, I would not short Tesla's stock right now. By the way. I'm not. This is not financial advice, but I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't touch that thing either way. I'm not mm-hmm. buying it at these levels, and I'm not going against it because, as we've seen by this podcast, I'm the only person fucking seeing it for what it is, and you know, <laughs> it is whatever. So. Have you considered the possibility that we're we're really just enjoying baiting you a little bit? Yeah, well, I don't well, give a fuck about Tesla. I just want to message you. I get yeah, you. I get. I, I appreciate the enthusiasm about it. I think it's great. Yeah. I don't drive. Dude, listen, man. I I worry about people because there are a lot of people right now that are engaged in the markets that really don't understand what they're doing and they're getting their fucking clocks cleaned. And they think they're making a lot of money, but they don't know how to go if it goes the other way. People that really understand the markets and are active in them, if it's your 401k, man, you're just going to sit on it for 40 years, like, okay, whatever. You know, it goes up, it goes down, whatever, right? But if you're going to actively engage in it and become an active participant and really understand what's going on, you have to know how to make money and preserve your capital through up and down markets, right? So if you don't know how to do that, do what Danny did. Take your money if it's there and get the fuck out. No doubt. Don't be greedy, you know? And I think I think that's like, dude, even in the cigar industry, like, you know, same thing, man. We, I'm not looking to fucking whatever. I'm just looking to find my piece of the pie. You know, I find my piece and I go with it, right? Same, same concept and whatever you guys do too. This is the hit it and quit it approach to stock <laughs> buying. I don't know. I don't do anything. Yeah, but I'm just saying. Because there's a lot of people quit. out there right now, man, that like think they're the next Warren Buffett because he's had a great fucking market over the past five months and they, mm-hmm. everybody thinks like oh god he's so stupid I, anybody could do this well just wait till it turns mm-hmm. which it did a few days ago and a lot of people lost their asses those are called widow maker days so anyway I'm just telling people to be careful because I know there's people that listen to this that are engaged in the market so that is legit definitely be careful don't throw your life savings at it Unless you no. really know what you're doing, and you don't. <laughs> <laughs> well, that makes all of us. Yeah. All right. But uh, if you're going of... to throw your life savings, just do it in Vegas. Just, just be balls Draft out. King. Yeah, just, or yeah, just go to Vegas, put it all pile, and fucking roll the dice. Just yeah. do it. And then so call me up, Tell me, let me know how it went. If you're doing that, are you rolling all on black or all on red? Yeah, half here and half there. <laughs> hedge your bet. Yeah, hedge your bet. Yeah, <laughs> comes up double zero. 
Yeah, so exactly. speaking of <laughs> speaking of sports and football and all this stuff, did you guys see that DraftKings just signed a deal with ESPN or something like that? Have you guys seen this? No. No. Nah, I thought I thought they I thought they've been had it for a while. No, I guess it's just that. So, dude, like, I can't. Okay, so let me ask you guys a question: Do people really love? football that much or is it just because of fantasy football and it's easy to bet on no it's because they like gambling that much right right so fantasy football is not as fun without money involved sure it just isn't right so um you know i've played in two thousand dollar leagues i've played in you know thousand dollar leagues five hundred dollar leagues and it's just like it's just whatever you know yeah people like football enough to play fantasy football but when you get to like a DraftKings, i'm willing to bet that most of those people don't really give a fuck about fantasy it's all about gambling and you know that high of losing money mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what it is i mean people with gambling problems don't have a high of winning right they that's they, a, that's they, a good point. they they do it to lose i mean they they keep playing because when they lose and then they win, they get the high, but they can't get that high without losing. So that's all. The that's a, that's an interesting point. That's a really interesting point. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, I'm going to stop talking now because I'm good. Bye. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was it. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, Kyle, you got something else. Oh, I got all kinds of shit. Get it. Um, we're t- talking about money uh, our buddy andre diaz wants to know uh does msrp really matter and i assume what he means is for your smoking experience not for like the price on the shelf obviously it matters you know for what they're going to sell it for but when you buy a cigar how much does the msrp or the cost matter now danny doesn't buy cigars so that's a tough <laughs> question uh that's old Dan- that's that's a uh, working danny retired danny well, I actually got a pretty good stockpile, so I'll be all right with it. <laughs> oh, man, are we going to get, like, one of those sponsor a Danny videos going on? You know, God, for $10 a day, you can keep Danny smoking. Yeah. <laughs> um, how much does it matter for know. the smoking experience? Is that what you're saying? You know, how much does the MSRP matter for your cigar? Right. Quite a bit, I would say. Go on. Uh, I mean, a a thirty dollar cigar that's just as good as a twelve dollar cigar. I'm gonna buy the twelve. Gotcha. So you're looking for the best bang for your buck. Well, I think so. I think that's what most people are getting. Without without getting absurd, they want the uh, the flavor profile they want for the least amount of money. That that's a really good point. So basically, maximizing your uh, your dollar. Yeah. Right. I get that. Getting the best uh, best price for your experience. Sure. So yeah, for me, like, yep. like for well, I was gonna say for me, like, and again, a guy that got a lot of free cigars, right? It's like. I'm smoking a cigar. It's like, oh, this is pretty. This is pretty good, man. I like this. Like, yeah, cool, man. It's fifty bucks. You're like, whoa, this is this is fifty bucks. Like, oh, uh, like, yeah, now I don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not fifty dollars good. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Or say, yeah, man, this is like, this is really good, man. Like, I love this. Yeah, dude, that, that cigar is eight bucks. You're like, fuck me. Right. Yeah. So it's like, that is phenomenal. So does it really matter to me? But then are you pissed that they only gave you an $8 cigar? No, not at all. Never. Not never. when it's that good. No, even no. Listen, I'll tell you. Maybe maybe that's the the law of attraction with me. But it's just like that. You give me like, hey, dude, I just rolled this shit in my garage. I, you know, I really want you to have it. Like, like, wow, dude, I appreciate. Like, damn, dude, that's that's cool. Thank you. You know what I mean? Like, I I've always been super appreciative of everything. So of all that, you know, I don't I don't give a fuck. But you know, all the reps that I would meet and they'd give all the shit and like, yeah, that's cool. This is the new thing. I'm like, dude, that's dope. You know? And then they lay that price on you. It's not going to change my perception of how I like the cigar, but it, it, I, I do the whole kind of planning in my head. I'm like, okay, well, this cigar is now up against this guy, this guy. I kind of know, you sure. know, where people usually put your cigar in the humidor. You're going to be next to this guy. Like, oof, I don't know. Good luck. Yeah. Kyle? Yeah, I feel like there's there's a certain level that you have to be above for me to almost take you seriously. Right, at least for for what I like to smoke. If you if you're telling me that you can make the kind of cigar that I really love for two dollars a cigar, I I would be amazed. Right, that would be incredible. More power to you if you can. I just don't really believe it. So if you're under like seven or eight dollars for me, I'm I'm kind of wondering a little bit. Um, doesn't mean I won't try it, but it makes me wonder. And then if you're above like. Twenty dollars. I also wonder, like, what do you, what, what does this cost? What, do you, what do you, what am I paying for? Unicorn semen. Sure, and I've smoked plenty of expensive cigars. Don't get me wrong, and I've enjoyed quite a few of them. Um, sometimes it's worth it. Sometimes it's not. Sure. But, but I feel like there's a, a range of of okay for me. Like with the expensive stuff at twenty bucks, right? If someone like legit, like. Mo, for for me, Mo is a super legit cigar person, right? Regardless of what he says about his brand. But if Mo says like, "Hey, this new cigar I'm coming out, it's going to be twenty bucks," and he says, "Well, it's because you know the, this tobacco really came from here. I, I want a little extra on my boxes because I want the boxes to actually be humidors. So you got to you got to take that cost to effect sure. into account, right? So you know the box actually cost me twenty dollars a box, which is you know four five times." what a normal box usually costs. Um, and, you know, with that weight of all these new boxes, it's going to cost me more in shipping and, you know, all this stuff. So for me to kind of keep my net profit goals, the cigar has to be 20 bucks. But it's a good cigar. Dude, I, I'm all about it. But if you're like, sure. oh, well, I found this tobacco. You know, it, I, had a, I had to hire, like, eight guys to help me take this tobacco from the Amazon rainforest, <laughs> you know, or – just some stupid fucking story. Then I'm like, dude, come on, man. You know what I mean? So I, I don't know. The story just better be fucking good when it gets to 20 bucks. Right. No, I think that's fair. I mean, look at you. Okay. So the other day I was telling you guys, I had some year of the dogs and I was smoking one the other day. That cigar was really, really good. Mm-hmm. The presentation on that cigar is fantastic. Am I paying, you know, did I pay, and listen, I get a discount at, at the shop, but, you know, am I paying X amount just for that cigar? No, I'm not. 
I'm paying for the presentation. I'm I'm paying for the brand equity a little bit, right? That Davidoff could charge that. Okay, that's not an everyday cigar for me, like, and for most people. And I look at Byron the same way, Atabay the same way. The cigars are fantastic, and then what puts them over the top is the presentation, right? So you're able to command that premium price point. So I think what Danny said is spot on. Like there's, I don't know if you want to call it like design costs that go into some of those cigars probably. Right. Um, you know, you look at an average, my father's cigar, that's $10. They come out with their limited editions. You're talking 25, right. But they come in a coffin, they come in a fancy box. Um, so yeah, man, I, I think that's definitely part of it. I think you're spot on. So the question is, if it didn't come in all that stuff, what would you really pay for it? Right? Right. But, yeah, I mean, it's hard to quantify that. Like if it came right, in a regular yeah. box. Yeah, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's a 10 or $12 cigar. Right? Mm-hmm. But I remember those, those Opus X, uh, the blue Opus X empty boxes were going for 100 and. 150 right. bucks. Mm-hmm. Were they right? really insane? Yeah, I, I saw. I, I got two of those. I, you want one? Yeah. <laughs> $150? I'm in. <laughs> oh, no, no. Free. I'll sell it for $150. No, but <laughs> <laughs> the, the Tatuaje, like the mummy empty box, I saw go for a couple hundred. Like the guy, it's like whoever bought it may, may have had the cigars, but just didn't have the box or, you know, had the undressed box or some. But I've seen them go to $300 for those crazy dress boxes for back in the day. And so, and also, you know, Opus, like, that's that 20th, that's actually a humidor, too, right? That kind of seals. You can throw a Bovita pack in there, and it'll it'll just kind of stay, right? So It's like the most beautiful cigar box I've ever seen. Yeah, it's phenomenal. Uh, The ones from from Dubai are, are... equally as dope so um but yeah there's a lot there's a lot of factors that go into a price like that now you just obviously you know oh well we can't talk about it if you tell me oh i can't talk about it it's because you're just pulling that number out of your ass you know what i mean so um what's there it is all right, so here, here's the next one. This is a sharp 90-degree turn that has nothing to do with that. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, yeah, so what I did is I pulled a list of, of interesting ways that people are killed in the world, and I have numbers of how many of them were killed in each way. And what I'd like you to do is guess which of these has the most or the fewest Right. What's the order of, of number of people that die in an average year of these causes? <clears throat> All right. Uh, a little morbid. Well, it's some of them, yeah. Other ones you're going to be like, what? <laughs> uh, I like it. Yeah. So so one of them is shark attacks, right? The next one is, is being killed by cows. Uh, the next one is falling coconuts. So how many people are killed every year in these ways? Uh, Knocking over a vending machine onto yourself. Flying champagne corks. 
and taking selfies. That's the list. Nice. <laughs> so I'm curious, which which kills the most and fewest, and, and what do you think about each of these ways? Oh, man. I think the falling coconut is number one. Yeah. I don't know why. But how and, many people are near coconuts? Uh, well, the the issue is getting the coconuts, or there's right. people that are under the under the tree chilling, not realizing right. that's an old coconut. Right. And it falls, you know, splits their head open. I don't know what the average number is. No, you don't have that list. numbers. Oh, I, I'm going to say that one's number one. And maybe shark attack is the least, because I don't think sharks kill that many people. I just think they fuck them up. What about cows? Yeah, I don't know. I just picked my top and bottom. You, you think cows cows kill more than people? I mean, than sharks? Well, if, so if you've ever seen people herding cows, I have. like when those when those fuckers are scared or coming out of the coming out of the pen, mm-hmm. um, it's a it's a fucking shit show. And <laughs> and even cows die. Like some cows that they'll just get trampled because they're getting those guys are getting electrocuted and prodded. You know, they're, whatever they're they're getting the fuck out of there. So. I, you know, I, I think more people die from that than sharks. Have so. you seen Jaws? Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen Jaws? That was the dumbest <laughs> fucking movie. Fuck out of here. <laughs> they didn't make a movie about cows. <laughs> They'd be great. Hey, look, there's Sharknado. I mean, are we, we going to start bringing up stupid shark movies? Sharknado, obviously, thousands of people are dying. What else was on the list, Cal? Uh, so you talked about sharks, cows, falling coconuts. Uh, you did not talk about knocking over a vending machine onto yourself. I bet that's you like did not talk about flying champagne corks or taking selfies. I bet selfies is the highest. It should be. All those <laughs> motherfuckers should be yeah. killed. I think, I think Drew just. I think Drew just wants it to be number one. <laughs> right. Yeah. I bet it is. Those people do stupid shit and they walk out into traffic or fall off buildings or. Incredible. The ones hanging off cliffs are, yeah, phenomenal. I don't know. What's your lowest then, Drufus? Lowest. Lowest will be lowest will be cows. I'm gonna go uh, selfies, coconuts. What else was there? Oh, corks. Sharks, cows. What about the vending uh, machine? I think maybe... Oh, vending machine, shit. Oh, yeah, vending. It's in a there somewhere. Cork, though? How hard... Oh, people are stupid. Pop, pop oh, out yeah. that fast to kill somebody? Absolutely. Maybe bet, take an eye out. But that's a couple of year with vending yeah. machines. <laughs> like right at the wedding? Like at the, like at the reception of the wedding? <laughs> oh, oh, that's phenomenal. <laughs> Like she's a widow. That's not funny, like but it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fu- no, it's, it's funny. I've seen, it's been in movies, yeah. No, it's funny. <laughs> I'm going with Danny on this one. I'm going to go number one, coconuts. Last will be sharks. Quirks is higher right. than sharks. <laughs> yeah. I don't really think a lot of people die from sharks. I think they become like an unjustified boogeyman in popular culture. 
Give us the list, Cal. All right. We're going to start on the low end and move up to the high end. With six average deaths per year, shark attacks. Nice. Woo. Uh, 13 average deaths per year, knocking over a vending machine onto yourself. Uh, is, that, no, is this worldwide or... Worldwide. Is this worldwide. worldwide or... America? Worldwide. 13. That's actually not bad. I thought, I thought we had more stupid people than that. Well, well, these are deaths. I'm sure there's a lot more injuries. Yeah, right. exactly. I yeah. can see that being number one on injuries. <laughs> or self college across across college campuses and high school campuses. <laughs> With 20 deaths per year on average, cows. Nice. Uh, yeah, wow. that was more Ridiculous. than three times as many as sharks. By the way, can somebody uh, can somebody call Steven Spielberg and let's get that <laughs> let's get that going? Yeah, get that shit moving. Yeah. Uh, this one I thought was really interesting. With 24 average deaths per year, flying champagne corks. Wow. Wow. It's pretty deadly. Wow. Do you think maybe it's at like the champagne company, like at the champagne bottling place where like, they're just accidentally going off and, you know, poor little old lady sitting there like, oh, fuck, bam, dead. Uh, from what I read, it was mostly at weddings. Wow. Yeah, I'm right there, too. Woo. Killing people is, at weddings. It's damn unfortunate, right? Jeez. Yeah. Uh, so there's two left. Unfortunate, but funny. Go. Yeah, funny for everybody who's not there. Right. Um, I laugh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. That court just killed her. Um <laughs> <laughs> 90 average deaths every year worldwide and rising quickly taking selfies. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. I figured that'd so, be way higher. Yeah, it's going up a lot faster than any of the other ones. Definitely um, broke stock. <laughs> <yep>. <laughs> and then top of the heap, 150 average deaths per year falling coconuts. I knew it. Yep. So that's that's just crazy. So I, I think now that Instagram has has introduced this this TikTok fighter reels or whatever. Have you guys seen this? Yeah, oh, of course. Yeah. Yes. So number numbers might actually go up. You never know. Um, but I just I just can't believe how much people fucking love themselves. It, it's incredible. It's really What's funny incredible. is it's probably it's probably the quite quite the opposite. Like how much they really don't like themselves. Yes. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. That's true. <laughs> yeah. So that that leads into my Judge Drew question for the week. Yes. We haven't had one of these in too long. So Drew, of all those ways that people die bizarrely, which ones do you judge the most and the least? Mm, selfies and corks has got to be up there pretty high. You judge somebody for getting hit by a cork? Yes. <laughs> Look, you got to be a complete retard to freaking aim it at grandma when you're popping a cork. Oh, it's going to be the person shooting it, not the person getting yeah, shot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I gotcha. I gotcha. And then the selfie people. I think I think that's a little higher than... But, I, yeah, than corks, but... Coconuts make sense. I mean, 
you just going to stay away from coconut trees if you live in the tropics? Sharks, whatever. Cows. Did it say how? What are the, what are the cow deaths? Being trampled or what? Rodeos? Yeah, it's usually going to be trampled or kicked or something like that. No. Jeez. Yeah, you get some internal bleeding. Yeah, that's got to be shitty. You got kicked. Yeah, it sucks. Uh, vending machines. That's got to be up there, too. That's up there with the selfies and the corks. Yeah, you must want that bag of Fritos <laughs> real bad. <laughs> or like, like that's your last dollar. You know, because for that, look, you're going to break the machine anyway. Fucking just break the machine. Yeah. Fucking break it. Break the glass. Or plastic, whatever the fuck it is. Not, I mean, not that it's easy, but it's better than get killed. I guess the least is sharks, because that's not like a... I mean, you, you just don't swim in the ocean. That's the only way. That one's really preventable. Sharks aren't everywhere, also. <laughs> They're mostly in Florida. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like the number one spot in the world is in Florida. Like in the, uh, the beach in the Panhandle. I forget the name of the beach. But it's like the number one shark attack or like spot in the world. But, you know, there's a lot of, a lot of vacationers. There's a lot of spring break people that go there. So. All right. Lining up to get eaten. That's it. That's all I got. Fuck them. Fuck them. <laughs> Fuck them. We need a we need a judge Drew like sound. Like when he's done judging. I think fuck them is very appropriate. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. Like a ga- like a gavel sound, and then it just yeah. says fuck. <laughs> <laughs> we can make that happen. <laughs> What's next, Cal? Well, so we had an interesting topic. I don't know how deep we can get into this one, but I think it's an interesting one. Uh, I was talking to to Andre uh, a little bit more about some nerdy cigar books we're reading. Uh, And he was wondering, and I was wondering this, we're trying to figure this out. So if you go back in time, a lot of books have a lot of information in them. If you go to now... A lot of books are very surface level and contain almost the same information. You could say the same about websites, right? It's here's your introduction to everything and nothing actually fascinating. I, I don't know if this is only with cigars. It strikes me as probably not. Um, so what's up with that? Why does that happen? What does that say about our society? What or does it say anything? So what? why do we write like a bunch of surface level junk today? And it seems like we used to write things and, and learn about things with depth in the past. Mm-hmm. Or is it just that there are certain segments of society that do that? I don't know. So, um, okay, can you give us just a little, like, an example? Uh, sure. So if somebody writes a, a book about cigars today, 
Okay. They'll they'll write about certain topics. They'll give you a quick history lesson about you know in 1492 Columbus sailed across the ocean and you know they found this tobacco stuff and they threw the leaves overboard because they didn't know what it was and blah blah blah. Right. The right. same three stories that they'll tell about how cigars came to be. Okay. Uh, then then they'll tell you about these are the different types of cigars. These are the different shapes. Here's an introduction to some brands. Uh, it's all the same, the same sort of quick, brief information, and it's it's very similar book to book, right? I have I have okay. a shit ton of cigar books, and many of them are incredibly similar. Okay. Um, they'll talk about the process of making cigars, and they'll use almost the same words, right? But then I have a, a section of books that are from, uh, you know, anywhere between like 1930 and 1960 something, somewhere in there, and. There's just a lot more depth of all kinds of shit. So there's more depth into uh, how you can specifically grow tobacco in a useful way, right? Like the process, like in depth. Mm -hmm. There's more information about, uh, like it includes like what what are even the best fertilizers to use? Like weird shit that doesn't necessarily matter, but it's it's mm -hmm. different. Um, there's it's going to include. Some of the stuff has a lot more like fascinating stories of tobacco and history of tobacco and, and useful information there that is mm -hmm. just fascinating. Right. Um, so it's it's the question of like it's the same surface level treatment in any book. I could write a cigar book in, in probably two or three days and it would be the same as any other cigar book on the market for the most part. Right. There's a couple standouts, but mostly they're they're not that great. Okay. Do we just not care about answer? depth of information anymore? Well, does it, I mean, does it make a difference on like what the, the goal of the book is? So like you could have different books on the same topic. One is meant to be like an in-depth, almost like a manual type thing. Other one might just be like a historical quick glance on different topics. One might be a, or are you are you talking like across the board? We're seeing a lack of depth. Yeah, I would say more of the like as a percentage of the books, right? More of them by a large margin currently are that that quick look at everything, kind mm. of quick survey of all the topics instead of any depth in any topic. I see very few that go into depth about anything. There's a couple; they do exist. Mm -hmm. And maybe maybe the answer is a lot like music, where you know you go back to the 1960s, and the music that we think about as being from the 1960s is the good shit, and everything else just faded away. I really think, and I'm a big believer, that the products and stuff that come out in anything are a reflection of the people that consume them. So books being written a certain way are a reflection of the people they're intended to appeal to. So, because in reality, most people lack a lot of depth these days, so does the stuff that they use. I think That's it's just kind of my thought. I agree with you, but I, I wasn't yeah. sure if there was something else there. I'm, I, my thought is... Uh, a lot of the books that have been written, written recently are probably books that were written by writers that got into cigars as opposed to 
cigar guys that were trying to write a book and maybe found someone that could help them write a book or writers that, you know, back, you know, we're talking a long time ago, obviously had this ability to write and were really in the cigar tobacco industry. Right. And, and, um, you know, where now it's like, yeah, man, I, yeah, I went to a factory, you know, I did, I did the Drew estate tour for a week and then I Googled the rest of the information. Right. And I read those same books that fucking cows read, uh, uh, reading. Mm-hmm. And then I just kind of regurgitated the same shit. Um, yeah. But, you know, the beauty of the cigar industry is also the boring part of it, right? I mean, we're still – a lot of the cigar industry is the same shit it was 100 years ago, mm-hmm. right? Like maybe yep. maybe the the curing barns have gotten a little more technology – you know, with like, I don't know, digital thermometers and the way they can heat them, the way can they, they can open the vents and shit like that. I think in the last 50 years, Boveda is probably, or Boveda, whatever, is probably the most, um, what do you say, like technology, what do you call that word? Like the most, um, I don't know, whatever, probably the most, shit, there's a word for it. Um that is just redefined revolutionary. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's a little strong, but you know, it changed a lot. Right. But there really hasn't been a lot of changes over the last hundred years in the tobacco world. Um, you know, except now, okay, maybe now in the last 15 years, you can order online 20 years, you can order online. Okay. But that doesn't really change the cigar industry Mm -hmm. or, or the process of making cigars. Um, it, you know, the technology of the soil is different. Obviously, I mean, now they can they can check pH balance of soil from satellites, right, um, which they couldn't do. But countries like Cuba aren't doing that, right? Um, so there's that. So there isn't really a lot more to write mm-hmm. than, than there was a long time ago. Um, yes, maybe it's been done. Yeah. It's um, old news. Yeah, so right now I'm looking, you mentioned that, right? I'm looking at a, a picture in one of these books from 1667 from a tobacco factory, and it's entirely recognizable, all the steps they're taking. Right. So there's probably a maybe, you know, maybe a buncher and a roller, or maybe back then they only had the same buncher rolled also, who knows? Uh, they, I'm sure they had uh, presses, you know, molds and presses, and, um, you know, it's, shit, some of those tables are you know, OG tables, right? So there isn't much, maybe maybe on the farming side, but the way farming has been revolutionized across the world, you know, with the way they can, with irrigation and fertilizing and, and shit like that, but that's tobacco versus cigar, right? Yep, so. yep. And some of that's probably proprietary too. Sure. Like I'd be fascinated with how Davidoff does some of their crossbreeding to get some of the stuff that they do but they're not going to tell me fuck no no <laughs> <laughs> well because to be true to 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 be real there's probably a handful of people in the company that even understand what the fuck that is sure right, like the ceo of of davidoff uh, you know is like no no i i get i get what we're doing like, i understand the concept but yeah i don't really understand like i'm not a fucking scientist that's going to do that shit, right? Or whatever, botanist, right? So, 
know. I mean, that, that's just it. Now, there'd be a great, like, what would be a great someone to write, and if you take my idea, I want a little piece, but just, like, you know, how, how has it changed over the last 10 years? What are new companies, right? What are 10, 15, 20 years? How, what's the difference between cigars in the 2000s versus the 90s, cigar companies? That mm-hmm. shit has changed, right? Like, marketing for them, that shit has mm-hmm. changed. Like, you know, how, you know, um, but that sounds like a book like Dave Garofalo would write, right? Because he's been there since, for a long fucking time. He's one of the few guys that does most of it right, or ever, all of it right. Um, and... He has a really good book out about retailers. I don't know if you got that book, but no. Yeah, I forget. I forget the name of the book. I'm, if you're in front of it, maybe you can Google it. It's a book about cigar retailers by Dave Garofalo that owns two guys in Nashua. Yeah, I'll hit that up. Add it to the collection. There you go. I think we talked about this a little bit in our group chat. I mean, if you guys had to put a percentage on marketing a cigar, I mean, what percentage of, of the marketing gets people to try a cigar? I'd say it's pretty high. Do so you think uh, like what percentage is marketing versus the, the merits of that cigar on its own? Right. Well, marketing is going to be pretty close to 100% as to why someone tried that cigar. Whether it's whether it's a shelf talker, whether it's a rep that does a really a really good job with the manager of that shop, and that manager, um, you know, maybe spiffs his employees, or um, or just hey, the marketing material they sent me, it, I get it, and you should try this cigar. I mean, even as soon as that retailer says, hey, you should try this cigar, blah blah blah, that rep or owner has marketed to that manager, and now that's going right. But if you know that that is going to get that first try damn near hundred percent will go towards marketing. Um, and, and maybe less because there are people that are like, Oh, this is new. I'll try it regardless. Like they don't give a fuck. Um, but the cigar, now the merits of the cigar, that's the second time they buy or third, you know, second and third time. They buy. And then after that, you don't really give a shit about the marketing. You know, you like that cigar, you like that price, whatever. You don't even pay attention. Mm-hmm. So, like, um, drone does. I, 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 I don't know. I, I think maybe, yeah, I think majority, but there's there there's definitely some brands that have created, like, cults around their brand, and I think they make people feel, like, inclusive and part of something, and sure. so it encourages people to continue buying their cigars. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Right. But if it's a shit cigar, yeah, it's, I don't think that'll stop them. Yeah, that's true too. You're right. I'll give you that. <laughs> there's a, like there's a, there's a bar you have to clear, I think, of of acceptability. Sure. Yeah. And once you've cleared that bar, it's all marketing. Yeah. Tom and I, you and I talked about this a little bit not long ago. Yeah, it's. I, is it better to be a cigar company with good mark with like a marketing side or a marketing company that also happens to market cigars? I I think a legit marketing company is going to do better. Yeah, no, it will. Yeah, in today's in today's landscape, absolutely. Yeah, but honestly, I think, I mean, and but the guys that kill it are doing both right, right? There's there's really no excuse to not be able to do both right. 
other than you don't give a fuck about one or the other, right? Like, hey, uh, I, I don't, really I don't agree with that. Money, money, <laughs> take it from me. Dude, these guys that you're all talking about that are killing it with both, they're all advertising on Cigar Aficionado. They're all advertising on Half Wheel. They're advertising on Cigar Coop. That stuff is not free. Plus all the money, all the amount of money they spend on swag and all of that. I mean, it seems brilliant, but it's money. I mean, well, see, you don't I, just... would, I would rather, and I would rather spend my money on the merch than I would for a scarf aficionado ad. Right, because like, what what's a scarf aficionado ad going to cost you? Hundred, hundred twenty five thousand dollars for a full page because you have to do three months or whatever it is. Right. So yeah, yeah I'm talking about like new school marketing, like, you know, the half wheel ads like that, that stuff doesn't necessarily make me the pop-up ads or whatever. doesn't make me buy or want to try. I know that that person paid for that ad space. So it doesn't, that doesn't necessarily work on me, but when they put that, when they put the marketing towards making shirts and hats and they give away those shirts and hats and then there's people posting the shirts and hats and then they want to, the cigar that matches that shirt and hat, and then they post the picture. Um, I think it. I I think that that's an easier, more kind of inexpensive or a less expensive way to market. That's the thing. You know, what's the definition of marketing, right? Like, I, you know, I would just have a different approach. Like, would I love to be in the position to get a cigar aficionado ad? Absolutely. Would I do it? I don't know. I really don't. I don't know because it, it's it's hard to quantify what, you know, you know, would I would I make that money back? Yeah, it's all about uh, your target market, isn't it? What cigar aficionado readers? Whether you, whether you do cigar aficionado or you try to get people to post shit on the internet or you know wear right. your stuff to a lounge or whatever, it's it's all who you're trying to target. Like I don't, I don't think Punch is going to be giving out a bunch of uh, hats for people to wear for their Instagram photos. Well, yeah, and that, and 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 that's the, and that's the key is, Maybe they you should. know, we are, we are now the guys that are getting close to forty, right? Or me, I'm forty, but that shit doesn't work on me anymore, right? So like, hey, what are you going to do to adjust the market? Mm-hmm. And. I don't, I don't necessarily think you need to have, I mean, I just left a company that really spends damn near zero on marketing or advertising. Mm-hmm. Um, but they spend a shit ton of money on shirts and hats, right? right. And, and not, not that they have the shirts and hats and that makes, helps them, you know, I'm not, I'm not putting it like a, at a level of like, oh, well they give away a lot of shirts and hats and that's why they sell cigars. That's not what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is if, if, you know, they kind of made the decision if like if they're going to spend money on marketing, then they're going to do direct marketing to their customers. And that's exactly I mean, that's the best way to do it. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah, I think the one thing that I've really started to come to the realization of and, and that I've been concentrating is connecting with the consumer is the most important thing. I mean Especially like if you're a smaller brand or a new brand and, and, you know, Danny, if you ever decide to relaunch the the voyage, you'll find the same thing too is like retailers are really, and this is not an insult against retailers, but it's, you know, they have much easier things in the humidor to sell. Um, It really, 
it's really the only way for us to to compete you know and so uh, yeah I don't know. that's why that's why the idea or the plan should be for you know let, let's say let's say okay tomorrow I start a cigar company again I got some I got some people that I work with and I can open 30 or 50 accounts tomorrow the my the way it should be done is I take those fifty accounts and I spoil the ever loving shit out of those fifty accounts and I don't want to grow I don't want fifty one accounts I want fifty accounts that are crushing it um, and and you support them however they need however you can events you know merch all that shit and and you grow the base in those fifty and and wait and just as long as you can hold it. And let those let those fifty become a hundred organically, because as you know, you know the, this shop here has a shop up the street that sends people to that shop to see what's in there, what's selling, what's everybody selling, and then they're gonna call, like, hey, uh, no, I, I'm I'm here and I'd love to open up an account, All right? And 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 that's I don't know, that's the way it kind of should be done. Now it's tough, right? Because if all of a sudden, you got ten more accounts that wanted to open. It's like, well, that's money. That's money, right? Um, yeah, how do I pass that up, right? Like, I need money. You know, it's a company. We're supposed to make money, and I'm going to turn down a sale. Um, that's when you know you got. That's when you know you have something. When you can turn down that sale to make your brand that much stronger, right? And and just like I'm just not ready for account number fifty one right now. Mm-hmm. And and it isn't you, you know, it isn't you. I love your store. It's me. I'm not ready, but when I am, <laughs> please know that I, you know, it's not you. It's me. Yeah. What the fuck do I know? I'm not. I'm not even in the cigar industry. So. What do I? Here you have the master class. <laughs> there you go, Drew. Shit. It was a good nap. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do we have it? Are there any Sultan cigars left at B and B? Are they out? Um, I don't know. I hadn't heard from Vince this week. Let's let's find out. All right. Uh, Smoke like a Sultan. Smoke Nanyang, fifteen percent off. Uh, what else we got, boys? Cal, I got nothing. That was a that was an interesting turn that I did not expect on that question at all. Oof. It had nothing to do with the question, but I found fascinating. Story of my life. <laughs> <laughs> Look, it ultimately Danny brings up some really good points, and I think where a lot of guys get into trouble, and this is across anything when you start a new business, is out kicking your coverage and trying to grow when you really don't know how so i like i always tell people man if if patina took off overnight then i'd be worried but the fact that it has been a struggle and tough and you do go through a lot of like doubts and getting your ass kicked and whatever gives me hope that it's sustainable because i've learned so many lessons there's there's a new market that i'm trying to open up that is outside of the united states 
and somebody is acting as a go-between, right? That I trust very much. And basically to prep him before he met with a potential distributor, I said I was able to tell him every single basically thing that they're going to come back with, right? Of why they don't want to bring it in or to do it. And I, and I told him, this is how you can combat that. But if I never experienced the stuff that gave me that knowledge to be able to come back on that, I never would be able to help them. We'd be dead in the water. You know what I mean? Right. So, yeah. If you were like, how, what do you mean they said no? I don't know. I've never, nobody's ever said no to me. Right. Yeah. 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 Like. All right, it looks like they're out of the Toro, unless you win a sampler pack. Currently, there are two sampler packs left. Ooh, wow. And a handful of boxes of the Legacy. If you want any, you better get them now. Now, motherfuckers, now. 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 They it's will... been cool to see people smoking those, though. Oh, I know. Mm-hmm. Nothing but uh, good things as well. It's actually paid for my retirement to sell those. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I guess I'm just not. wait. The check must have got lost between uh, your old house and your, your well, new one. That's I've been incurring is. a lot of debt, so if they could if they could hurry up with that check, that'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else, boys? Well, now that everybody's probably sleeping, watch I'm, out for I'm coconuts. Good. Buy yeah. your cigars. B and B cigars for Sultans. Smoke Maniunk for a m- amazing discount. Yes, sir. All right, guys. Next week. Cool. Cheers, gentlemen. Have a good one. Bye. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's uh, episode of the Sons of Smoke Cigar Cast. Make sure you guys are checking us out on Instagram, Facebook. Uh, direct message us. Um, email the Sons of Smoke at gmail.com if you got any questions, comments for the show. And we will catch you guys next week. Thanks. <laughs>